Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am your host, Keeper Blakesley. And we're going to be talking about the films The Great Wall, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. And also we're going to be talking about the children's album, Grammy nominees, charity benefit concert. Uh, we're going to get right into the show talking to Maria and Willie, talking about the new grand epic film starring Matt Damon, uh, The Great Wall. So thank you, you two, for being on the show. Wonderful. I'm happy to be here today. <laughs> thank you. Fantastic. Well, let's get right into it. So uh, Maria... I looked into this film, and it looks, to me, I haven't seen yet, more like an action popcorn kind of flick. Uh, you got some good name actors and some beautiful visuals. So what did you think about the film? Yes, it's an action-packed film, and I thought it was very interesting and entertaining. I really like that it, it makes you feel like you're back in China during the Song Dynasty. I think it's a, it's one of my first films where it, where it actually talks about you know, a dynasty, just like the song Dynasty. So I thought it was very interesting how it is entertaining, but yet there's historical events with um, which are in, in the film. So I thought that was pretty cool. And also, I like, I love the fact that it was in 3D. So it, so it feels like the objects are coming towards you. So I thought it was awesome. Sounds great. I mean, I feel like movies, now, movies nowadays are still trying to recreate those grand epics because films... When they first originated, we wanted to make that epic grand scene like Ben-Hur, Lawrence of Arabia. How much can we make put into that? How can we make things bigger and better? And this film was advertised like we created the Great Wall with movie magic. So, Willie, what did you think about this film? Um, well, I went into it expecting to completely hate it. And um, I didn't completely hate it. I actually, I actually liked it. I had a good time. Uh, it reminded me of a, a Roger Corman B movie with a million dollar budget, because of how, <laughs> how how cheesy it is. But but the scale is so grand. You know, I mean, Roger Corman would have these big stories, but no money to film it with. And so this is a big story with big money. And, and it actually kind of reminds me of the old epics, like. Spartacus or, or, you know, or Ben-Hur. I thought it was a really fun movie. Now, uh, again, you, have, you came up with low expectations, really. And I understand you're a man who craves substance in film, as, as <laughs> many of us do. So what did this film lack in substance than maybe the other grand epics such as Ben-Hur or Lawrence of Arabia? Oh, goodness. Well, um, Matt Damon... <laughs> Matt Damon lacked a consistent accent, for one. I couldn't tell if he was American or Irish. Uh, it, it lacked a cohesive plot. It lacked um, original characters. But what it lacked in those aspects, it had in nonstop action and lots of fun. And most importantly, I think, is the editing. Uh, the movie clocks in at about an hour 40. And, 
And it seems like today, for some reason, these epic popcorn flicks want to be two, two and a half hours long, like like Age of Ultron or whatever. And, you know, I, I really appreciate the fact that this film knows that it's not that good and that it can only be fun for so long. And so it only keeps you there for an hour 40. I think that's I think that's a brilliant move on the film's part. I feel like we need one, some of those films once in a while. Those ones you just got to pop into the DVD and just, you know what, I just want to watch a mindless movie with awesome action action and visuals. And it looks like this film provides that and graces us with a shorter runtime. So, um, Maria, uh, so you seem to enjoy this a bit more than, uh, say, Willie. So what did you enjoy get out of it more than, um, than some other people? I really liked the concept about how they're protecting the village, you know, the town that they live from the monsters. They're this very weird and mysterious monsters that nobody really knows what they are. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I mean, the monsters are super creepy and stuff, but I thought it was cool. Um, and I and I just really liked that. It was a film just filled with action-packed scenes and stuff, and I especially loved the special effects. Well, the film, from what I'm seeing in the trailers, exploits the heck out of these effects, wanting to show you every angle of that great wall, which is fantastic. I mean, if you're going to make a, a grand epic centering defending China with the Great Wall, I mean, of course you're going to want to do something like that. And the director, Zhang Yimou, Yimou. Yeah. I, I actually am a fan of, like, like Enter the Dragon, like those kind of, like... Um, Chinese or Japanese like B movies of martial mixed martial arts and action. I like them. Um, even even films like The Man with the Iron Fist kind of exploits that kind of style, which I enjoy greatly. So it sounds like a very entertaining movie. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to continue the show talking about My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and the Children's Grammys nominees. Uh, right now, we're going to be talking. We're going to continue our conversation with Willie and uh, Maria about the Great Wall. And we mentioned how yes, it may not have some of the, it may lack some originality, but it's got some great visuals in it, and it's just all around entertaining film. So, uh, Willie, I want to get into something a little bit more serious and um, about this film. So, we have movies recently have been criticized for whitewashing, and so this is a film set in China, and we have a big name movie star who is, of course, not of Chinese descent. Now, does that fit into the story? Does he, um, and what is your comments about that? My, my comments are, are this. His character comes from the West. Okay. There's no reason for Matt Damon, I mean, for the actor portraying Matt Damon's character to be Eastern, to be Asian or Japanese or, or Chinese whatsoever. Because the movie clearly states he comes from the West. Understood. So Matt, exactly. So Matt Damon's casting should cause no controversy, considering that every other cast member that's from the East is Eastern. They are Asian. And every mm -hmm. other character that's from the West is played by a Westerner. Now, that's good. Now, that was poor on my part, because obviously I didn't see that it was he was a... His character was Western. But... There has been there has been talk about that, and it's refreshing to hear that they're casting they're casting the right people of their ethnicity for this film. And that's great to hear. So talk to us about what is Matt Damon's character like in originality, sort of saying. Matt Damon's his his character is just so all just so predictable. 
Um, you know, he's going to change his ways. He, he comes in as this thief, as this untrustworthy person who just wants to trade for, for black powder. That's all he wants. And then the, the great, you know, female warrior changes his heart and he becomes sacrificial and lives for other people now. And at the end, he wins and everything. So, I mean, it, it completely lacks originality. But it's like what Ebert said. It's not, you know, it's not where you're going until you get there. And they get there with um, plenty of explosions, with plenty of comic relief, and, and you know, and just enough time to keep you entertained and not make you go to sleep. So, Maria, how many stars and what age range do you give this film? Um, I give this film three out of five stars. It was an entertaining film, but I feel like, just like you said, it lacked originality. I feel like um, it's very expected how... It, it's going to come out, you know, the good guy wins the battle. But um, overall, it, it, it was an entertaining film, but I feel like there can be certain things that can get much better. And as for the age range, I'll say the younger kids can get a bit bored and distracted. So it's definitely more for the older audience. I can imagine, and I, I would say that uh, I heard, I didn't hear the best... Um, reviews about this film, and I didn't, I, I didn't have high hopes for it, and it's good to see that, well, I was right, but uh, I hear that, but I'm glad to hear that there's some entertaining parts, that the visuals and the, and the action is probably worth a watch for a nice popcorn flick, and no, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, thank you so much, Willie and Maria, for talking about The Great Wall. Always a pleasure. Same. Thank you. I had a great time. <laughs> Um, this film is out in theaters now, so um, go check it out and see what you think of it. Uh, this show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. And we're going to take a break after this. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program. Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. We're going to continue, uh, we're going to continue the show talking about uh, children's, the children's Grammy nominees and also Carla and Arjun is going to be talking about The Great Wall. 
Uh, we just previously talked about it with William uh, Maria, but we want to get their opinions. So, Carla, let's get right into it. What was your first impression when seeing this film? When I saw it, like, I thought that the uh, cinematography was very beautiful. And that, like, the storyline, um, I like it, but the thing is, like, like it's not it's, really that mm. interesting. Uh, how, how so? Care to elaborate on that? Like, the... The idea is, I like the idea, but the thing is, like, the acting is not that good, you know. So, like, what made the, the, the acting and the story just not so compelling to you? When I saw it, like, it, like I kind of got bored. It wasn't really, I like the cinematography, like, the story, the storyline, I think it's good. But, like, it's not really, like, one of the best or whatever. It's not one of the best that um, Matt Damon has done. <laughs> Well, that's not saying too much, because, well, this this man has been doing movies for decades now, and, well, look at his Wikipedia page. He's got a lot. So, um, Arjun, what, what did you think about the film? I mean, honestly, like, it came with really low expectations. And, I mean, once you, like, get get past, like, just, like, not, like, like you're not going to get a great story out of this movie, but you will get, like, well-filmed action scenes, and, like, it, it was it was really fun to watch, like, the action scenes. And I felt like it was one of those cheesy B-movies that it kind of knew what it is. It was a cheesy B-movie, and we're going to have action scenes here and really well-filmed like scenes in the Great Wall that look absolutely stunning. And uh, there's going to be like great special effects. So what? I was happy to see that the movie know where it was. It didn't take anything too seriously. I mean, except mm-hmm. for like one part in the movie, which I can't spoil. But like, it, it really just like everything was like over the top, and it really knew what it was. So I actually ended up enjoying the movie. That was my next question because sometimes you got a very cheesy B movie kind of kind of theme going over there. Like they don't, but what can ruin that is when the director or, or the filmmaker treats it too seriously, and that can make it in that can that the tone of the film could totally destroy that and make it not cheesy but instead bad. And you know what? You got to admire some of those filmmakers who just say, you know what? I'm gonna make a cheesy action flick. Not much substance, just things blowing up and monsters killing people, which is entertainment, and <laughs> which is kind of weird to say that that's entertainment. But yep. So, uh, Carla, what would you say is your your favorite part in the film that exhibits your favorite um, the cinematography in it? Because you mentioned like how you love the cinematography and visuals. Like, what one part did you like? Wow, that's absolutely amazing. Um, there was this part in the movie where um, the main characters, William and Tavar, was like riding through the mountains, and I thought that was very beautiful. Like, you could see everything. I thought it was really stunning. And what would you say is your favorite part in this film? My favorite part is um, when, like, um, the two main characters, um, William and um, Commander Lin, like, they started to trust each other, and it's like character buildup. Like, they sort of, like, the character build up, I thought it was, like, I can't really, like, explain it. Sorry. That's fine. No, it sounds like it, sometimes you need, like, a quiet moment from all the action just to get to know the characters. Yeah. Yeah, because action movies, you can put as much action into it, but sometimes you got to ask yourself, well, why are they fighting? Like, I understand there's, like, there's monsters fighting, but, like, what's the point? Sometimes you got to ask yourself. Yeah, that's right. So, um, perfect. So, um, Arjun... What would you say is your favorite like aspect of this film that you really enjoyed? Um, I would definitely say it's like the cinematography and the action scenes, like because like you know the director who directed this movie he knows how to like direct a, like a 
really creative looking action scene with excellent use of slow motion and like the cinematography like he knows how to show like every single aspect of the great wall and i, I just really it, it was like every scene was well filmed and i really liked that about the movie well let's actually talk about the great wall so i understand this is cgi of course but like sometimes you know with cgi so what made the great wall in this film like pop for you it really showed, like, the Great Wall's, like, defensive mechanisms. Like, there's these saws underneath which can, like, chop these creatures in half. And, like, they, they have, like, all these catapults with, like, these um fireballs. And, like, it, it just really showed, like, all its defensive mechanisms. And it really showed it as this big barrier which is protecting China from, like, from, like invaders or, like, other creatures. Absolutely fascinating. So it's not just, it's not just, like, a brick wall. It can actually, it has all these awesome mechanisms to fight back really it's more it's not just defense it's also offense that sounds absolutely fascinating and it's cool to see this because the great wall is a gigantic structure i've never been there love to see it at some point but it's one of the like biggest wonders of the world and but that was man-made and it really makes you think like wow what can look what can look what we can do it's absolutely fascinating you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And this show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire, which we will also be talking about on this show, along with children's Grammy nominees. We're going to continue our conversation with Carla and Arjun about the Great Wall. So, Carla, I'll ask you what the age range is for this, and um, what would you say is the intended audience for this kind of film? Um, the age range is 12 to 17, since uh, there's bad language in it and a lot of violence. And um, the intended um, audience for this is like people that like action movies, a lot of action. People like action movies and a lot of action. I would definitely agree with you there. From what I'm seeing of this film, if you are the kind, if you just want to go to film and just be like, you know what, with all the Academy nominations and all this kind of big stories, I just want to see things just blow up. Let's go see Great Wall. Hey, sounds like it's a perfect film for that. Um, Arjun, what about you? Um, what would you say? Um, is your, how many stars should you give this film? I think I'd give it like a three point five out of five stars, and I'd say the intended um, age would be from eleven to eighteen. I mean, I feel like if you're kind of squeamish, you might not want to go to this movie since like there's a lot of creatures like getting chopped up. But I mean, I feel like like the younger audiences may want to be left out because of the frightening scenes in the movie, mm. and I think the intended audience would be like. Just like anyone who wants to go for a fun action movie. My only problem with the movie, though, is, like, I didn't really like the script and, like, the characters as much. They they could have had better work done, but this is by no means a character-driven movie. It's an action movie, and, I mean, you're not going to get, like, phenomenal written characters. Okay. Uh, this seems to be a general consensus among our critics, which is interesting to hear. So, um, um, Arjun, can you elaborate, like, what in particular makes what could have made this character great what could have made this character compelling to you with the situation that he was in well, let's talk about matt damon's character i feel like if they sort of like had more build up towards like his change to the good side it'd be better like it's just like all of a sudden oh i'm good now you know like there was a brief scene in between a battle where he's like eh, eh, which side should i take <laughs> but i mean other than that he, he it really isn't like there isn't too much build up towards his new, like his change to the side. So what I'm getting at from this from the film is that Matt Damon plays this kind of rogue who has the chance to do some good, and he by defending the wall he actually 
becomes a better person. But so he just he just his transition was just very weak, from what I'm getting at. And what about the uh, what about the script though, Arjun? Um, what made the script also like less compelling to you as well? Let's just say, like each time whenever a character like speaks, like it it doesn't feel like a normal human being speaking. They're just like saying like words like oh like hey what's up like I would like to have seen them like interact like more humans. And also, I feel like the chi like the Chinese when they see the Western people like. At first, they act like they're total outcasts, but then, like, immediately, they just, like, trust them after they save them in battle. Like, I feel like that's not how it would work in real life. Well, sometimes you gotta film like that, and I thank you so much, Arjun and Carla, for talking about The Great Wall. Welcome. Wonderful. Well, this film, as I said before, is out in theaters, so I'd be looking for just a popcorn flick for you to be, for you to bring your friends just to watch some great action and visuals. The Great Wall seems to be the film for you. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Mia, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about The Great Wall, and we will be talking about children's album Grammy nominees. And right now, we will be talking with, with Jerry about My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. So, Jerry, what is My Little Pony's The Siri about? The series? Yeah, like, since this is um, a bunch of different episodes. So the series is mainly about a small amount of different ponies, and they're all good friends, and they, over time, had a more and bigger and bigger and bigger part of the land they live in, and it is always about friendship. Like, they always somehow saves the land they live in using friendship, and they even say themselves they don't really understand why, but they always just have this destiny to save everybody from different things that are going on. And throughout their adventures, they learn more and more lessons about friendship. And these episodes focus more on a specific part of the land that they live in called the Crystal Empire. And that's 
why it's called Exploring the Crystal Empire. Yeah, it's good to have um, episodes about friendship because most of them are other episodes or, or movies about battles and stuff like that. So it's good for little kids. And how do you think this um, collection of um, episodes exploring the Crystal Empire is different to all the other episodes and movies from My Little Pony? I think this one is different because it takes more, ironically, just based off what you said, it takes more of an action-packed look at it because every single episode or the three stories, because there's two two-parter episodes, they are all very action-packed, they're all very intense, and they're all very unique because they are all very different from every single other ones. Two of them, one of them is a season premiere, the other one is a season finale, so already there, they're very unique, and it's just all of them are very action-packed, and they don't really rely on a lot of breathing time. They always are moving, 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 one giant adventure. Yeah, so it's good to have, like you said, that it starts at the beginning of a season and at the end of the season. Um, so how do you think, since it does, I guess, it kind of jumps around in a season, how do you think that the episodes that they chose for this movie, how do you think that they um, work together so it's not confusing? Like, what did I miss here? Oh, it is confusing because I'm lucky myself. I already know the basic plot behind all these episodes there's only one of them which is the fifth episode that isn't really connected to any others and you're not going to be terribly confused from what's going on in there but every single other one they either have characters from a past or a villain making a return and unless you've seen the previous seasons you're going to have no idea what's going on so there is kind of a warning if you've never seen the show before you're probably not going to enjoy it that much oh yeah so that's a good warning because I, I am like uh, My Little Pony fan, so of course it would probably make sense to me. But if you haven't seen it, it's good to know that it might not make sense. So what is your favorite character from this um, specific collection of episodes? I've been watching this show for six seasons. My favorite character has not changed. It is still Rainbow Dash. My, and I'm very happy because a lot of the episodes have Rainbow Dash in her as a pretty big part. Yeah. With all the wonderful stuff coming up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of the characters and voice actors, I have heard and seen when I looked up the cast that some of the voice actors are doubled up on the characters. Like, I believe um, Pinkie Pie and Fluttershy are doubled up by the same um, voice characters. So, what do you think of the voice actors and the diversity between the different characters' voices? Oh, they all did spectacular. And, you know, it's kind of amazing to think that, like you said, a lot of them are playing different roles, but they are all the same person. So you need a lot of variety in your voice to be able to make it sound different. And maybe once in the over 100 episodes they had in the series so far, you can hear just a little bit that's the same person, but it's literally for a split second, and you could really never even see unless you looked it up and saw that it's played by the same person. Yeah, um, I think that they did a really good job, and I even think it's more interesting that some of the doubles that they did are complete opposites, and I like how they can make that um, difference in their voices. Like, Pinkie Pie and Fluttershy are totally different characters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, continue. No, no, I was just going to say that it's funny that sometimes there's complete episodes with only two characters, so it's just one person talking to each other the whole time. Yeah, that. but they do a really good job on making it sound like different people. 
You are listening to Kids First Coming Attraction on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we are talking about, well, we have been talking about the Great Wall, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire, and we will be talking about children's album Grammy nominees. And so I'm to continue talking to Jerry about My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. So we just finished talking about the different voice actors and how they do a really good diversity because they double up on the characters so what do you think of the animation of the ponies and all the scenery it is a very simple animation because it's always 2d it's never been 3d but it's always very good it's always very bright very simple but displays it perfectly and the good thing about it being bright as colorful is that if you have really young viewers like toddlers they may not understand exactly what's going on with the plot because the plot can be complicated at times, but they'll enjoy the bright colors and the fun characters. They'll enjoy the funny jokes because that is a great part of the show that it has complex stories if you're a little older, but if you're younger and you're a small toddler, you don't really understand complex stories, you can still enjoy it. So speaking of the animation, since this is about the Crystal Empire and I know that there's a bunch of other like settings, like the town and the palace of the My Little Pony world, how do you think the Crystal Empire differs from like all the different settings that are in My Little Pony? You know, the Crystal Empire is my favorite. It's in the middle of what I assume is one of the poles of the planet. Like it's an extremely cold area way up north. So to have like a beautiful city then the and the and the castle is literally made out of crystal in the middle of a tundra, a freezing tundra, is really cool. And just the stories behind it, I don't know if you watch the stories about the Crystal Empire, but yeah. the plot they built behind that city is just so unique. And that city was kind of created throughout the show. So it's really my favorite because you have the most inside of it in it. Yeah, it is one of my favorites too, also because, I mean, it's made of crystals and it's pretty amazing how... I mean, that's possible in the My Little Pony world and that it is in the middle of a freezing cold like Tundra, like you said. And my, for myself, I am a My Little Pony fan and I have noticed that there are always songs in almost all of the episodes. So one, were there any songs or music in these episodes and what did you think of the music? You know, I was actually kind of surprised because there is a really good background soundtrack throughout all the episodes, but the only times when the actual viewer, the actual characters were singing, I didn't really notice it too much. There is really one song that I noticed fully, and that was in the and that was in the very last episode called The Times They Are Changeling. And that was the only episode where the characters actually had like a whole musical number. And I was surprised because like you said, the show is famous for its musical numbers, but that one song, it was fantastic. It was done by a male character, Spike, and I can't remember who voiced him, but he did an absolutely phenomenal job. Yeah, there is always the signature song that's normally in like part one, part two episodes. So what is the age rating and star rating you would give um, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire? I give it five out of five stars because it just did everything perfect, animation, that plots, voice acting, everything was perfect. And I also really recommend it for all ages, maybe three to 18, a specific number, because it's, like I said, great for kids because of the animation, also great for uh, older kids and maybe even adults because of the complex stories and relatable characters. 
Yeah, I agree with you because I am a My Little Pony fan. So I agree it would be good for all ages. So thanks for talking to me today. Thanks for letting me talk about it. Uh, Let's take a break. I'm Mia and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. And today's sponsor is what we were just talking about. My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Mia, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished talking about My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. And we have been talking about The Great Wall. And now we will be talking with Talia and Kiefer about the children's album Grammy nominees. So, uh, Kiefer, what was this, basically this whole event like? Well, first of all, I just want to put a shout out. Mia, you are doing a great job hosting. It's like your third time hosting, so I just want to say great job so far. Um, so what this is, uh, this is the fourth year Kids First cover this event. They're always wonderful to us. This is the Children's Arts Alliance Charity Benefit Concert. It's a long title, but pretty much this concert is, features all five of this year's Grammy nominees. And so this um, included people like Brady Rima, Francis England, the Re- Recess Monkey, 23, um, 23 Skidoo, and uh, uh, ooh, I'm blanking out on one of our wonderful people. Uh, I think I got it. Brady Reimer. Yeah, Brady Reimer. So all the all five of our nominees decide, um, came out to perform and promote their album to uh, a bunch of all families and children are invited to go. This was at Lucky Strike Live in Hollywood, California. And it's just a great concept for all of them, just these performers of to play those songs, play their music to the kids and families, and everyone's having a great time, and afterwards you can bowl. So yeah, we got to talk to all the nominees. And this was Talia's first um, day out, um, first event out in the field, and she did a great job. But the event seems very cool, and congratulations, Talia. So what, Talia, what are some of your thoughts or like takes on this event? Well, I thought it was so much fun. I mean, this is a perfect place to start as my first time interviewing everybody. 
And just as I said before, the community is just amazing. Everybody's so sweet. And I just actually really love the music. It's just so upbeat and very catchy. And I just really loved interviewing the people. They were all so nice. Oh, yeah, that's good to have. Yeah, I've my first interview was very scary. It was a bunch of pressure. Um, so, Kiefer, is this um, event, if for people who might be interested in this kind of event, would you say it's more of an open event or more by invite? And if you wanted to come, how do you, how would you be able to come? Look up Children's Arts Alliance Charity Concert. There's usually a place where you can buy tickets. Uh, I suggest a lot of family, families and kids can all go to this. It's a, it's just a great concert. It's fun. It's upbeat. And uh, I'm 16, and I still. I every time this, this event rolls around, I have a fun time listening to the albums on this because music for children is very important. Because just like movies for um, um, movies for children are important because it's what kids listen to, and you want to give them something of substance, and you don't want to give them mindless garbage. And that goes for anything: art, entertainment, uh, movies, books music and all these artists take passion and pride in their writing because they want to make sure they give music that kids can enjoy and either dance learn or just feel feel emotions and that's what's great about this so yeah i i have a great time yeah that's good to have uh, music for um i guess kid based but also for multiple ages because songs nowadays have taken an interesting turn for older aged audiences Mm -hmm. So Talia, um, Kifar mentioned a charity. So can you tell me more about this charity, what it's for, and where the profits go? Um, I believe that this charity is kind of just a fun music for children. And you kind of have, um, I haven't really necessarily um, researched a lot about the charity, but I do believe that the funds do go to kind of educate definitely children in music. And kind of to get children to be listening and to be knowledgeable about music and everything like that. Yeah, it makes these events way more better and exciting when it has a charity to fund. So Kiefer, since, and Talia, since you guys both have interviewed the nominees for the Grammys, um, what were some of the artists you interviewed and what were some things you asked Kiefer? Uh, first of all, I want to say that the organization is called the Jazz. Uh, it's a Jazz Symphonic Orchestra. That's the uh, organization that Tali was talking about that this was going towards, which is great. And uh, we interviewed all five of them, which is this is one of the rare events where you can you are pretty much confirmed to interview everybody you want to interview, which is yeah. not <laughs> which is not uh, a, a reality when you're out interviewing people because uh, again, these are stars we're talking about. You don't you don't get a confirmation that you're going to be interviewing Matt Damon for the Great Wall because <laughs> you don't you don't have that confirmation. But with these stars, they're so humble and they're very open to to talk about what they love doing. So yeah, we interviewed the Okie Dokie Brothers, Francis England, Brady Reimer, and the little band that could Recess Monkey that and uh, yes, and Recess <laughs> Monkey and I'm already blanking out. Um, Agent 23 Skidoo, so all five of them, which all of them were a blast interview. Yeah, that's nice because bands are very important and to be open and friendly like that really gives a good view for, I guess, their audiences and people who want to go see them. 
So you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking we have been talking about the Great Wall, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. And right now I am talking to Kiefer and Talia about the children's album Grammy nominees. So Talia, um what did you think of the albums and the artists and like their feel of a family friendly take of music? Well, I think that they, all the albums were absolutely amazing. Um, Just to add on to what Keith was saying, I think that also the Recess Monkeys are one of my favorites. I feel like all the music, it's not just for the adults. I feel like it connects, I mean, not for just just the children, also for for the adults. It really, it's just really fun. And I can't believe I actually really, I personally really enjoyed the music. And I thought the albums were great. They, I feel like every single song on the album kind of stuck with me somehow. And it was just going through my head all day. And I absolutely loved it. And personally, to be honest, I wasn't really sure how to feel at first when I was listening to the albums, but um, as I said before, I think, well, I feel like Francis England's album was absolutely fantastic. They're all just so unique and different. I absolutely love them. Yeah, it's good because to have, again, um, open-aged audiences, especially with kids, because if a kid is going to go see a concert, the parents have to take them and sit through it. So it's good that it wouldn't be so much of a bore to the parents. And on top of the how all the albums and songs are different, Kiefer, how would you say, what are the different styles of the albums and songs? Like, how would they be um, different from the other artists? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a cornucopia of all these different kinds of music. We've got rap funk music for kids, which Agent 23 could do, who won this year, by the way. Uh, this is his first Grammy win, which is great for Infandy Plus One. Uh, yeah, he's he, he does something unique. He actually gives rap and funk music to kids, which is usually um, oi, um, which is usually centered around uh, a young, a older audience. Which it's good to bring that kind of music genre to kids in a fun way. I love his album. It's, I really do because he's always fun and upbeat and gets me dancing. And uh, we got folk music from the Okie Dokie Brothers. Saddle up! They uh, you if you want go for something a bit weird and quirky. You got novelties <laughs> by Recess Monkeys. And if you want to go for something a bit more pop and R&B and some, even some gospel roots, you go for Brady Ryman and Little Band That Could in Press Play. And if you want to go for something relaxing and smooth and kind of like gets you, brings up your curiosity, you go for Francis England, Explorer of the World, which is that, uh, which gets you, gets you off of your feet and wants you to go see the world and get off your devices. Yeah, it's good to have um, a bunch of different themes and like rap and more hip hoppy is more again nowadays the songs they're more um, targeted to older audiences so it's good to have them for younger kids so they can explore the different genres. Um, so Talia, um, Kiefer did mention that the about the um, winning band and album. So can you explain more on what you thought of the winning album? Um, well, I, I really liked it. It, I never knew that children's music can have rap in it. So when I actually listened to that album, I was really surprised and I loved it. And I also loved how, um, 
he also included his daughter in a lot of his music, which was really fun. And it, it's great to also hear like a girl singing rap music. And it's really fun. And all the music, again, is extremely catchy. And there's a lot of really funny and quirky things about the album. Yeah, that's good to have um, different genders singing different styles of music to show that different genders can do what the opposite sex could can do. And so, Kiefer, um, what would you say is your favorite part of this event um, and what made it, makes it different from all the other events and interviews you've done? I got to say, there's just so much love in this group because they're always so kind to us because Kids First is a great organization for, like, we are we are rising reporters and we are learning and it's just a great environment because everybody's so humble and kind and that's that's what's great about this children's arts community is because they're here to passionately write music for kids and families and that reflects on how they uh, how they treat this event with a lot of love and care and a lot of welcome, well, warm welcome arms so thank you so much Beth who's one of the coordinators of this event. She is absolutely splendid. She always gets us with, gets us in, and she's spectacular. And all the other nominees, uh, I've interviewed them. Um, this, this is my fourth year doing it. Uh, I've interviewed some of them before, and they're always swell people. That That's why I love this event. So um, um, congratulations to Agent 23 Skidoo, and I can't wait to see the nominees next year. Yeah, it's a really good event to have family-friendly, and since you have been doing it over and, like, year after year, that it's still interesting, and they still have new things to say to their viewers. And so thanks, Talia and Kiefer, for talking to me about the children's album Grammy nominees. Thank you so much for having us. So thanks for thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions and to watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at www.kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Exploring the Crystal Empire. I'm Mia, and thanks for listening. Hope you tune in to our next show. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. Listen, the later it gets, you're listening to Voice America Kids.